0: In the middle of January, I came across this book, which I thought sounded quite interesting. So I went online and purchased it, and I have to admit, when it came towards the end of January, I had forgotten about the book. I think I had shared it with a couple of people in the church, and I dipped into it a bit myself, but I had mostly forgotten about it, until recently when I saw it on my bookshelf and took it off. The book, which I'd forgotten in January, has become much more important in the season that we're in now. It's called How to Lead When You Don't Know Where You're Going, and it's written by a wonderful Christian leader and a spiritual director called Susan Beaumont. And the book is all about how do we lead? How do we live in a liminal space? Now, the word liminal may be new to you. You might have heard it before. It's not that well known, and certainly a lot of people who I've talked to haven't heard about it. The word liminal comes from the Latin word limon, and it means a threshold. You know, it's the bottom part of the door uh, that you walk through, any door that you walk through, that area that must be crossed when you're entering any building. The word liminal means a time of transition between one place and another. A liminal space is an in-between space between what was and also what will be. And so I think this word liminal is a very important word. It didn't mean that much to me in January, but it means so much now, as we are in an in-between space, currently in lockdown, but also looking forward to a time when we won't, whatever that will mean for us all. We certainly find ourselves in this in-between space, and as I talk to people and as I I'm on the phone to people as we drop off shopping to people or as we drop off pharmaceutical supplies to people or jigsaws or newspapers or whatever it is that we are being a part of at the moment. A lot of people feel in this in-between space, but also a lot of people, because we're in that time of uncertainty, feel anxious, afraid, alone, very unsure, Fearful about school, about jobs, about health, about travel, about the future. And that's very real and very understandable as we are in an in-between space. So this book that I have read, How to Lead When You Don't Know Where You're Going, as I'm reading it now, has become very important to me. But another book, and this might sound strange, me saying this as a pastor of a church or a rector, another book has become even more important to me in this season, and that's the Bible. When the COVID-19 outbreak started and everything changed so quickly, I don't know about you, but for me, the rhythm of my life changed very, very quickly. I'd taken some time to try and get this pattern and this routine, how I was gonna live my days. And everything went up in the air. I was busier than normal. I was trying to chase my tail a bit. And so my pattern of reading scripture in the morning, it stopped for a while. But over the last few days, I have started again to try a new rhythm, focusing again on God's word. And it's more important to me than ever. I've been reading many stories about people who have found themselves in a liminal space. About people who are in between, who are journeying. People like Moses, who left Egypt and went to the Promised Land, learning about that space in the desert, the in-between space. Or Ruth, as she found a new faith and she left to be with Naomi and they journey to Bethlehem, learning about her in-between space. Or Paul, as he transitioned from a Pharisee, and he became a believer, learning about his in-between or liminal space. But mostly I've been spending time learning from the early church, looking at the biblical stories of those who found themselves in the New Testament in an in-between time and trying to apply what i'm learning from them we find ourselves not just practically in an in-between space waiting for this lockdown to finish but in the life of the church and in the liturgical season that we find ourselves in at the moment it's called eastertide and eastertide is that season between the resurrection of jesus and then the pouring out of God's Spirit in Pentecost. It is that seven weeks when the church is in between, what's well, trying to work out who she is and what she's supposed to do. There's lots of brilliant hope and joy around, but there's also a lot of uncertainty as they're finding how to apply this new hope. And this season of Eastertide might be new for you. You might not have heard of it. You might have heard of it all your life. But we can learn very important themes in Tide as we look at the early church. Themes that are important to us as we are waiting and looking forward to the end of the lockdown we're in at the moment. The readings in Tide are filled and rich and beautiful and we can really learn from them. There are themes like how do we learn when we're uncertain? How do we move from distraction to being present? how do we choose to let go of the things we can't control and over the next six weeks we'll be starting a new sermon series which is called Tide: finding joy in the midst of great change we'll be learning from the early church and looking at the readings of each sunday and trying to apply this newfound joy in a new season and i hope that will be great And a great encouragement to us as we're in a time of change ourselves. And so briefly, we start today this sermon series and we look at one of the most beautiful passages in the Bible. One of the most beautiful stories, one of the most wonderful stories in the midst of great change. It's the account of the early disciples meeting the risen Lord for the very first time. It's from John's Gospel, the one that Ruth just read for us. Let me paint a picture. Jesus has been crucified. The disciples are hidden away. They're scared. The doors are locked because of fear. Because those who opposed Jesus were looking for them. They had heard stories about Jesus being raised from the dead, but they hadn't seen him yet. And the most incredible things happened as they were locked behind the doors of their home or in the upper room. or not sure where. But Jesus, he met them. He met them right where they were at. He stood right with them. And what did he say? Something which is so important for us to hear now. Peace be with you. And then he showed them his hands. And he showed them his side. And it says in the text that they rejoiced. They were filled with joy. They moved from fear to joy as they met risen Lord. They found this joy and peace even when they were locked in their homes, even when they were behind closed doors. And how true and encouraging is this for us when we are confined mostly to our homes, indoors, under lockdown. Jesus can break through the physical and bring joy in a time of great change and uncertainty. Then the story continues. We hear the story of Thomas, doubting Thomas. But I'd like to call him courageous Thomas, or faithful Thomas, or honest Thomas. The text says, but Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the others when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my own finger in the mark of the nails, and my own hand in his side, I won't believe. Thomas was real and honest about the uncertainty he found himself in. He didn't shy away from it, and he wouldn't just believe without seeing and experiencing it for himself. But the beautiful thing is Jesus didn't chastise him or ignore him. He met him a week later. Imagine that week for Thomas, hearing that all his friends had seen the risen Jesus. He meets him a week later in the house. Again, the doors were locked. They were shut. They were hidden away. And Jesus again said, Peace be with you. He met Thomas, but he went a step further. He actually, he laid out his hands. He opened his hands, but he said to Thomas, Touch me. Experience me for yourself. Jesus held out his hands, and Thomas reached and touched the wounds in his hands, in his feet, and in his side. And something changed in the touch for Thomas. He said, My Lord and my God, he believed. We have a God who meets us where we're at, even when we are locked away and in a time when we cannot touch or hold. A hug a time when we don't have physical contact outside of our household we need to remember that Jesus can still touch us and still embrace us and still encourage us and still hold us as he did with Thomas but I love the honesty of Thomas I love how he didn't shy away from how he was feeling he didn't shy away from despair or uncertainty or whatever was going on in the midst of his heart And with his own doubts in his own liminal space, he reminded us that faith can be messy, that's not just a fairy tale, and that God can handle it. And I'll leave you with this quote, which will come up on the screen. It's from a wonderful lady who has passed away, Madeleine Engel, an Anglican writer and a wonderful person of faith. She talked so much about being real about faith. And I think this sums up the faith of Thomas. She said, those who believe They believe in God without passion in their heart, without anguish of mind, without uncertainty, without doubt, and even at times without despair, believe only in the idea of God and not in God himself. The story of Thomas and the story of the disciples, all the stories in Eastertide, remind us that God is with us in this current transition. He is with us in this in-between our liminal space and we are blessed when we turn to him. So as we are in our own space, our own time of waiting, we invite you into Eastertide to journey with us through the stories, to journey with the disciples, to journey with Thomas. And so we pray that you will be encouraged by this, not just a story of someone else, but your story, a reminder that God is with you and that God is leading you through this time of transition and into a time where you can find and really experience joy in the midst of great change.